Father, that you would do in us what we cannot do in ourselves. Lord, I ask you tonight, Lord, please use me. God, please give me strength and power. Lord, both physically and spiritually. But most of all, God, I need the unction of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I can't preach on my own. I don't want to try. And so God, for this little body of believers, God, oh God, that you've entrusted me with. God, I pray, Lord, I'd give them, Lord, the exact words that you'd have me say. God, give me that power and demonstration and action of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, for what you do in this place, we'll thank you and we'll praise you kindly. For it's in Jesus' name we ask to pray together. And all of God's people said, Amen. You may be seated tonight by way of introduction. It is here where we find the Apostle Paul has entered into a place called Ephesus. This is no unfamiliar place. Shouldn't be to you as we've been dealing with it. It is here that Paul has begun to preach. And we know Paul. We know Paul's no slight. No. We know Paul's no off-brand, if you will, preacher. Paul's a real Holy Ghost preacher. Paul is a Bible preacher. Paul is a nutshellized, spirit-filled Holy Ghost man of God. Can I say Paul goes throughout Ephesus as I've said in other sermons and he's got one message and that is repent your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. We find that great movements of God begin to go throughout that land of Ephesus so much that we see that there's a church erected there and Paul spends three years with that church and God builds a big work. By the way, let me take a quick time out, run a rabbit and say, I could build this and we could, let's say we could build this on other things like other places have. We could build it around town and we could build it around programs and we could build it around this and that. But my friend, can I tell you something? When you build it on anything but the Word of God, you don't have a church at all. The only thing you have is a community center. The only thing you have is a place where people come to socialize. A place where religious snakes can hide out and blend in. They never get alarmed. They never get uncomfortable. They never feel the presence and the breath of God breathing down their back. But I'm not interested in that tonight. I'm not saying this because it's my situation. And I'm not fixing to say this because I'm trying to convince you of some God in heaven that knows my heart. If this is all, I don't think it is, but if this is all God ever gave me, I promise you with all of my heart, my soul and my strength, I want to try my best in life you and I to come in a church that's a real church where God's at, where the Spirit of God's at, and where the where the bushes are shook and the snakes fall out. Are you listening? If sinners and snakes can sit in a church house and they never feel God preach down their neck and they never feel conviction and everybody shakes their head and everybody gives them a welcoming warm hug and they're never moved and they're never motivated and they're never changed by God. My friend, that's nothing more than a snake pit. Thank God for a sanctuary. I'll take a sanctuary over a snake pit in the air. 
deceiving things. Hey. They're deceivers, friend. A snake, well, hey, I'm going to tell you how good snakes are. You can be a walking down a dirt road somewhere in the woods and there'd be a big old snake pulled up. You don't know he's there, but he knows he's there. I mean, I said there's people in your life. You don't even think nothing of them. They don't catch your attention. You don't pay no mind to them. And I tell you, a snake don't seem harmful if I don't see it. I could be standing right here and a, and a big rattlesnake be standing right there. And I'll have no fear until it reveals itself. And I tell you, friend, there's some things and some people up and they're revealed and you are they're revealed to be a snake. Church 
Are you listening to me? You better know that the devil's got a religious snake somewhere that's been sent to stir something up. Are you listening to me? I begin to think about our revival. My God, what all God did. My Lord said it. We've seen some struggle since then. That's okay. That just lets me know God really did do something. Are you listening? When God really does a work, there's always a war to fight. And when God really does do a work, there's always a, a, a snake that'll crawl out. Uh, my friend, I begin to think about them two weeks and that uh, soul saved Brother Chris coming home and my God in heaven, oh, what God did for it. I mean, son, our church, Brother John, I know that ain't about making me proud, but y'all made me real proud. You was here every night. I mean, there was one or two families that might have missed one or two nights in two weeks. Everybody was here. Everybody was on time, seemed like. Everybody brought their food every single night put food and stayed around and had to work the next morning nobody griped and nobody complained and everybody seemed to get in on the service when they came and man we seen God save some young girls and seen God a lot of fire in people's hearts and seen God bring up Chris back to us and I mean what a miraculous week and uh, my friend it went my week later uh, the church already started going through loss and uh, people we thought was coming to stay they left for nothing uh, they're gone and next thing you know uh, the people that had came that had stayed start missing I'm thinking oh God in heaven Lord what's going on and the Lord showed me this week uh, that same thing happening to us uh, that was happening right here to Paul uh, Paul seen real Holy Ghost revival I mean people started trusting God getting saved, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, started fearing the Lord. Uh, and in verse number 23, uh, a hell sent fire breathing snake crawls out of the holes uh, of the deepest, darkest hole in hell and starts stirring stuff up. Uh, can I say tonight, uh, I'm glad we're still serving a God uh, who is able to do for us uh, what he did for him uh, and the same God to give Paul victory over the religion Religious snake is the same God that will deliver you and I from the similar situations. Amen. Devil cannot stop a move of God. So what does he do? He finds himself a religious snake somewhere on the inside of a revival. And he tries, he sends that snake to try to detour and destroy what God has done. Let me tell you, there's no quicker way to get Paul down in the... There's no quicker high for Paul than to see God using him in such a mighty way. That's right. And there's no quicker low for Paul than right in the midst of seeing God do something, here comes a stinking snake. Yeah, man. That's the way this thing works, friend. Are you listening? Yeah. Yes, sir. This thing ain't free. Right. You want the power of God on your life? It don't come free. Right. We want the power of God in our church. It ain't going to come free. And it ain't going to come easy. Listen to me. It's already here. But if we want it to grow, and we want people to, to see uh, God and get and get saved and see a change and see a community revived in a town in the city. Listen, all that's possible. But somebody, are you listening to me on Wednesday night? Somebody's got to be willing to help me, uh, to help you. And somebody's got to be willing to hang in there even uh, when the glory falls and the snakes crawl out. Somebody's got to say, I'm going to keep going for God and learn how to identify and overcome religious snakes. Amen. 
The devil can't stop the move of God, but he'll try to destroy what God's already done. Yeah. Verse 24. This is all introduction, so bear with me. Tells us that Demetrius is a silversmith. And he's not only just a silversmith, but he just so happens to worship a false god by the name of Diana. In verse number 25 through verse number 28, read that with me. He said, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation and said, Sirs, you know that by this craft we have our wealth. Moreover, you see and hear that not alone in Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people, saying that there be no gods which are made of hand. That's so that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worship it. Uh, can I say a few things about this? This snake. It's religious. He's religious, by the way. He's a follower and a worshiper of the false gods, Diana. Uh, a religious snake. You see the outrage of Demetrius uh, to stand for Diana and stand against God uh, and God's man. Are you listening to me? You better watch people uh, that's got something good to say about everything that don't matter and has got something bad to say about everything that does. Uh, people that lift up a prize uh, and a possession or what have you or, or, or a personality or a preference above uh, uh, the preaching of God's word, they're snake friends. Uh, they're snake. You better watch them. Uh, can I say Demetrius had one determination. Uh, his determination was to put a wedge between Paul and the people of Ephraim. Anybody listening tonight? Uh, you know what this old snake did? Uh, he said, boys, old Paul's digging in our pockets. And not only is he affecting our pockets, but what about the temple? He's keeping people away from going to the temple and worshiping Diana. You know what his main job was? I'm going to drive a wedge between Paul and the city that God sent him to, the city of Ephesus. Can I say, my friend, people that try to build wedges between you and the church or you and the Lord or you and the preacher or you and the brethren, I need you to hear me tonight. You want to know how to identify them? I'm telling you. When they start talking about your church, yep. they're stinking snake. When they start talking about your preacher, they're stinking snake. When they start talking about your God and your Bible and your doctrine and your standard, they are a snake. You better watch them, friend. They're sneaky and sly how they drive away. I want to look at our text, give you a few things how to identify a religious snake. Number one, within our text, we find that this religious snake caused a ruckus. Yeah. In verse number 23, the Bible again said, the same time. The, the same time as what? The same time Paul's preaching like a wild man. God's saving the pudding out of people. And everybody's turning and starting to fear God and do right. And he's, and he's starting. Are you listening to me? The same time. Has anybody, Brother Chris said, he's preaching Sunday night. He said, I come to this church. He said, seem like the church is on fire. Listen, the fire ain't went out. Are you listening? Uh, the fire's not running out. I'm going to tell you what's happened. Uh, people's perspective has changed from what God has done and is doing up to what we look and see and figure what God's not doing. Look up in here. Not everybody that comes in these doors uh, is going to stay. I'm just going to address it tonight because God's addressing 
this week to meet his own interest. We can't pound around over everybody that comes and goes. If they come back tonight, glory to God, I don't trust them. If they come back two years from now, glory to God, I don't trust them. If they come back never, glory to God, I didn't trust them. I'm not saying we're going to place, but you've got to watch people because yes, people can be snakes. Are you listening? Yes, sir. I got to deal with this because I can just see, and it's happened every time. Yeah. Six years when a family comes, we all get excited when we should. But when they go, it seems like everybody just, just melts down. Hey, we were shouting before they came. Right. Well, that's all right. Hey, we were shouting before they came. Yeah, yeah. sir. We were singing best we knew how before they came. Hey, can I say, my friend, people come and go. And I'm not saying it's always bad people or it's always good people. And not all people that come and go are snakes. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you've got to get to a place where this thing's about Jesus and not about everybody else. And everything else, people will fool you if you're not careful. Amen. People that come, listen, I learned a long time ago, not everybody that says I love you, loves me. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. You need to be so naive. Yeah. Not everybody that says they love you, loves you. That's right, preacher. I like all this face. I got all kind of around here. Right. Not everybody that says I'm for you is for you. That's right. Yeah. right. You're preaching right. Are you listening to me? You're preaching. You're talking about identifying and defeating a religious snake. Not everybody. I can't tell you the people. Matter of fact, just about everybody that's ever left has looked me in my God-given eyeballs and said, Brother Josh, I hate what you've been through in the past, but I'm here to stay. I'll not do you that way, brother. Y'all think what you want, but when I hear that, Brother John, red flags start going up. I might not, I might not shouldn't be that way, brother. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it's kept me from heartbreak. Amen. Amen. Brother Chris said it when we just went through what we went through. And I'm not talking, this is just church business. We're a church. I'm your pastor, so we're going to deal with what's going on in church, all right? But Chris told me when all that happened, he said, I'm amazed at how you're handling this. Well, Brother Chris, you are a great product to my success. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> You're, look, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. You want to know how I've learned how to handle this? Yeah. Because what I went through with him and Jimmy, both got upset with me. We had a big falling out and they blowed stuff up and I blowed stuff up and we cussed each other and throwed stuff and shotguns and everything else. It wasn't that bad on the drum queen. But it got big. <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah. And it cut me. It about destroyed me. I about lost my stinking mind. God spoke to me in that hospital and said, when's this thing going to become more about me than it is That's me? right, preacher. Amen. It was a process. I had to learn. Yeah. I, I didn't just get it because he said it. Are you listening to me? He said it, and then I had to figure out what he meant. Yeah. He told it to me. I said, God, I can't do this no more. He said, you could if you did it for me. That's right. right. I won't hurt you. I won't 
cut you back. I won't cut your throat. I won't stab you in the back. I won't let you down. I won't be a snake. I won't talk bad about you. I won't make stuff up. I won't talk about you and your church. I, I'm always here. When is it going to become about him? Amen. And people at Ephesus, some of them was caught off guard by the snake. Some of them wasn't. Remember, remember what I taught you and what I preached on? Some of that church stayed firm, but some of them didn't. You want to know why? That's snake. And it's how you identify and respond to the snake that will either keep you in the sanctuary or will take you to a snake pit. Amen. Brother Chris, sure I'm glad you're in the sanctuary because guess where you were? Amen. Somebody will help me. That's right. Where he was. He was in a snake pit. There was not there was so many stinking devils around him he couldn't see them because his snakes are blending in. But they was waiting for the opportunity to reach out. And he's already said, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. If I'm wrong, you can deal with me later. He's already said it. He told me the other day when he was at his house, he said, You know, when when I when, when, when I was at the church, I'd come home and he said, I didn't ever know Sister Kayla was gonna be mad or she's gonna be heartbroken. He said, my, my, my marriage was awful. He said, I mean, if God, this is his word. He said, if God would have got me back, if I would have got back in church, he said, to be honest with you, I'd probably end up divorced because I was miserable living with her and she was miserable living with me. You want me to tell you what that is? Everybody walked through the door, there were snakes hanging off him, son. He was living in a snake pit. But thank God for having He was living in the sanctuary of the power of the gospel and the word of God reached out God's house and God's will and God's call and you ignore God's word, you're going to end up in a snake pit. Right. That's right. Every time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. You're going to. Yep. Yes, People's going to do you wrong. Yeah. Amen. Don't leave the sanctuary for a snake pit. Amen. If people, you know, real good Christians make real bad choices sometimes. Yes, Not everybody does something That's foolish and ignorant as a snake, but let God reveal that, see. Yeah. You know what I think God has revealed? You probably would have, if you'd have been asked, is Brother Josh a saint or snake? Two years ago, you'd probably said, biggest copperhead I've ever met. <laughs> biggest stinking rattler I've ever seen. He's a venomous, stinking, low down, good for nothing, belly crawling, worm eating, stinking, nasty snake. But you know what I hope God's revealed? I believe he has to be sitting here. I may have appeared like one. In some of my ways. Just like you may have appeared to like one of some of yours, not just me, but whoever. Yeah. But now, you know what God revealed? Thank you. No, some Christians do stupid things. Oh my. God will always reveal if they're a saint or a snake. Amen. Yes, sir. Tell you what God will do with snakes. He'll shake that bush one too many times, they'll slither off. They'll go back to the snake. But a saint who's been accused of a snake, God can shake his bush and God can shake him out of the tree and God can ruffle his feathers and somehow or another you'll come back in two years later, he's still doing the same thing and he's still singing the same song and he's still preaching the same Bible and she's still raising the same hand and she's still getting on the altar and she's still being faithful. Why? Because when God starts breathing and moving, the snakes will reveal themselves. Amen. 
people that run over every little whipstitch of trouble. It's probably never a saint. It's probably a snake. You know what snakes are good at doing? I'm probably going to get nowhere near my message. You know what snakes are good at doing? Blending in. Y'all ever seen them? Y'all ever seen that, that picture I've seen on Facebook several times? It will say, uh, you know, have a picture just of the woods. And it'll say, how many snakes do you see? And you get to look at that picture, and there's, there's 2,000 comments, and this one sees three, and this one sees seven. This one sees 16, and this one sees two. It, you know what it is? The number says 20. But it's how hard people are really looking. Because they blend in so well. How hard are they looking? How much time are they willing to spend to look? Help me somebody. Listen. This idea of snakes. I mean, ask something. Has anybody just put on an old pair of flip-flops and a pair of jeans shorts and a t-shirt and walk through the middle of the woods in the middle of summer when the snake's crawling and not kind of watch where you're going if you have? Don't do that no more. But most people don't. Are you listening? Most, most people don't. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I, I turkey, I'm about the only warm weather hunting I do anymore is turkey, is turkey hunting. I've quit about hunting early season deer season because I don't like snakes and ticks and deers run too quick and I've quit the springtime squirrel season and I've, I've quit all that. Gotten older and I'd rather sit in the boat and fish. That's to sweat. But anyhow. But when I turkey hunting, I wear what they call snake boots. You want to know why I wear snake boots? Because I know them little boogers is curled up somewhere that I didn't, I'm not going to see them, even though I'm looking. I'm walking through them woods, I promise you, my eyes are peeled. I'm looking. But I've also been the guy looking, take one step, and jump back because one shoots out on me and curls up. And me looking, still didn't see them. Why do I wear them snake boots? Just for them little dudes. So I sit down by a tree, trying to call turkey and kill it, and I don't see him. He comes up and slips up his bites. You say, hope to God he bites the snake boats. They come up about my knee. That way he don't get me. I'm saying this. You can look and still overlook them. That's why you need protection. Right. Amen. Where's your protection come from? David said, I think I'm just going to look towards the hills. And when it's coming, my help. Can I tell you this matter of seeing Jesus over people? It's not just a matter of perspective. It's a matter of protection. Amen. When you see Him, it's protecting you from the snakes. And when you look at Him, it'll allow you to see Him, see the Savior, and focus on the Savior more than the snakes. But it'll also protect you for when they bite suddenly Amen. and without any awareness. Anybody ever been living for Jesus and then the bottom fall out of something? Yes, sir. Get snake bit? Yes, sir. What's your protection? Amen. What's your protection? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's your protection? These altars. What's your protection? The sanctuary. Yes, sir. Snake bites. Amen. It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of protection. We see this old religious snake caused the ruckus. We see the timing of the ruckus. We see the attention of the ruckus. No small stir. 
We see this snake bite. Look at verse 24 with me. Or excuse me, this religious snake. <clears throat> I've only been preaching 30 minutes. You don't ever get a 30 minute sitcom here, so. We're right on time. Look at verse 24. For a certain man named Demetrius, that's the snake, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain to the craftsman. You know what the snake had a problem with? Self-worth. Oh, he packs his bags in. The Bible said he went to his craftsmen. That means other men who were silversmiths dropped off all the stuff he had made. Notice verse 24. And it was no small gain. You know what he's saying? There's a problem at hand. There's a preacher named Paul and he's cutting into our revenue. But I just want to step out and show you something. He said, not only do we see cause of ruckus and uh, cause of ruckus, but now we see he's cleaving to his riches or he Brought no small gain. His mentality was, look at me. I'm somebody. I've got more possessions than any of y'all. So you're going to listen up. Like, is anybody listening to me? He brings all of his silversmith work. Lays it at their feet to say this. Anybody's got a right to be upset about what that preacher said to me. Listen to me. Snake. Yeah. People that's got the eye syndrome in the church, snake. Right. We've all heard this about different preachers talk about money men in the church. Oh, yeah. I wish we had some, but most of them snakes. Right. Most of them snakes, friend, because it's all about being there. They think because of riches they had rule. That's what this Demetrius, this, this religious snake, he's bringing attention to himself. Not only we see that, he called calls the right. He brings his self-worth up and starts talking about how Paul's cutting into theirs in verse 25 through verse number 28. Look at verse 28 with me. And when they, that's the other silversmiths, and when they heard these sayings, they were full of what? Wrath. Of wrath. And cried out saying, Great is Diana! Of the Ephesians. They were full of wrath. Yeah. Well, who was it? Why was they mad? Because of what the preacher preached. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, somebody ought to help me up That's in right. here. That's right. What was they were ticked off because of the preacher, but not just the preacher, what he was preaching. You know how I know that's in your Bible? Because old, old, old silversmith snake boy upset Paul's going around, not just in Ephesus, but in all Asia, saying that these gods made with hands are false gods, and people's getting saved, and people don't want no more, and so we're missing out. I'm sick of that preacher. That's what he's saying. You're right. I'm sick of the way he talks and the way he preaches. I don't like what he's doing now. You know what people, the people have, I don't know what they are. Snakes. Man. When so-and-so from church approaches you and says, what'd you, what'd you think about that message this morning? She hasn't said, get away from me, you snake. 
Yeah, that's what he said. What do you, what do you think about what Brother Josh said the other day about that modesty stuff? He tell you what you're fixing to do? You fix it, stick your hand out, and let a snake bite it. Right, right. If I'm, listen to me, if me or any other preacher that stands in that pulpit is preaching what that Bible says, it is not up for debate. Amen. Yeah, man. I'm glad to go to church like this. Are you listening? It is not up for debate. Brother John, these, these contra, what the quote unquote controversial subjects of music, that's not up for debate. That's Bible. To listen to songs, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody on yourself, admonishing yourself, teaching one another in songs, hymns, spiritual songs. That's not up for debate. Amen. Eternal security. It's not up for debate. Hey, a thousand year millennial reign. It's not up for debate. Signs and wonders. Curse. It's not up to for debate. Anybody who wants to question that book and what's being preached is a snake. Amen. A snake. Well, it's just the way I've always been. What I've always been told. Who cares? Amen. I might upset you. I'm not saying grandma wasn't a godly lady. She probably didn't have it all right. Right. And I, look, look, listen to me. I don't have some some of it right either. Now I believe I've got all my doctrinal all my doctrinal doctrine is, is correct. But there's some things that I look at and think this or that that I'm not right on. But hear me, doctorally speaking, I can say that I know we as a church are right because it's the book. But, well, Mamma got hurt from the Bible too, yeah, but she didn't write with the Bible. See, studying to show thyself approved unto God, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly divided. See, they left that part out. Well, I mean, over in Acts chapter 12, charismatic over in Acts chapter 2, I mean, you can see right there that people are filled with the Holy Ghost and that's paper tongues, okay, rightly divided. Who was the tongues to? The Jews. For, for what, what Jews? I believe the Jews. For a sign. For the Messiah. We don't seek a sign. Gentiles, Greeks, seek after wisdom. I mean, I can, I can show you a thousand different places. Right. Only the apostles. Only apostles could speak in tongues. And when they spoke in tongues, it was not Jimmy Jabber, Hans Luke, Toyo, Kasaki, Mitsubishi. That was not what they said. They spoke in their own tongue, and every man heard in his tongue. That's what tongues were. Exactly right. I bring it to you. Yes, Nowhere did it say, throw a bind up on your head, where it dressed to your floor, up to the floor, fall in the floor, act like a fish out of water, get up, say, honestly, toy on the bitch, cast off you, and shake and dance, and it means you're filled with the Spirit. Right. Never. Right. Amen. People don't like this, but it's true. Amen. What are you saying? You can't debate the book. Right. And if you're trying, you're on dangerous territory because you're living in a snake pit. Amen. I want to abide in the sanctuary. I want to be in the spirit of God. I want to have the touch of God. Right. And so, he called a riot. He chose those who were vulnerable. Verse 25. By the way, that's who they all go after. Right. Amen. They go off to those who are vulnerable. Look at verse 25. 
I'll have to continue this next week. What you don't bother me, I've got to where I ask about how it makes as I preach anymore ago. So. Look at verse 25. The Bible said, Whom he called together with the workmen of lack occupation. What is your target, Brother John? Would there have been for this snake to target the men of the occupation that was under quote-unquote attack? You all know how these snakes pick their prey? They pick prey that's vulnerable. That's right. Yeah. Are you listening? A wounded squirrel is a real good meal for a big rattlesnake. One that's healthier than a horse jumping trees and running, running power lines and eating acres and throwing the shells at people. That rattlesnake ain't climbing an oak tree for one of them. But one that's been shot by me, that got away, that's limping, got some blood and half his tail's blown off, it's missing an eyeball from the shot, and that big rattler is, is, is cooled up beside a, beside an oak tree. And here comes that little snake mangled up from, from Brooke Josh. Trying to eat a little something, you can't pick an acorn up. All of a sudden, that snake says, right, here we go. Vulnerable. Yeah. And that snake is blind in one eye, can't see out the other. It's vulnerable. Pray. Snakes. I seen a snake fight with a smallmouth the other day, believe it or not. I did. I was on, remember that Eric's at the lake? This has been back early spring. And there was something raising all kinds of ruckus on the water, splashing, going. He said, My God, they're eating bait fish. I looked on, I said, I ain't no bait fish, that's a snake. I see his tail came up out of the water. We got over to it, and I see its head, and I see it slithering. And that stinking fish was trying to eat that snake. Well, you listen to it, it was. What was that snake doing? Trying to get the heck away from that fish. Let me tell you something about a snake. If that fish had been floating out there, Brother John, barely breathing, oh, he would have gladly invited that fight. But it wasn't vulnerable. Right. Snakes don't like controversy. Right. They like easy, sneaky attacks. They like them little mice because them little mice can't put up a fight. They're too quick and powerful. One, one, one inhale of the jaws crushed, it's over. Snake wanted him some, some fried bass. He wasn't about that one piece. I don't think that snake picked the fight. I think the fish picked the fight. And snakes are going after people who are vulnerable. Yeah. They tell you who they're coming after? You when you get heartbroken and hurt. That's right. They tell you who they're coming after? You when you get let down. Mm. They tell you who the snakes are targeting? You when the preacher says something or somebody in church says something and you're just upset and you don't want to go back and face reality and so you're going to stay home for a week or two you're praying you're wounded when you're wounded you're vulnerable and when you're vulnerable you are one of those who were chose he chose those who were vulnerable and in the same breath condemned God's vessel he found those who were wounded and then he condemned God's vessel talking about Paul. Then he cried about their vacancy. He said, we're all going to starve to death and die. Can I tell you what? This snake did, Demetrius, he twisted Paul's message of repentance and turned it around to self-righteousness and said, now look, because of what he's done, how we're going to suffer. They could have got delivered. 
could have had victory. Are you listening? There's two sides to every story. God had half full or half empty. He could have looked at that and said, you know what? We need to return uh, to our God. We need to repent of our sin. We need to do like everybody else is doing and serve a real God and trust Him to take. But they weren't willing to submit to the preaching, so they twisted the preaching. Are you listening? People that disagree with the preaching because they do not want to receive it will twist it. They'll twist it. Well, I, I mean, don't you think what he was preaching the other day, I mean, don't you think that was a little personal? I mean, don't you think that it was a little personal that he was telling us how we ought to dress in the summer? I mean, my God, he, you know he's a dictator, don't you? Have you ever seen the way he bosses? He's such a dictator. Have you ever seen the way he, I mean, his, his kids have to deal with him? I mean, it's his way or no way? Yeah, it is. It's supposed to be. Man. Parents, your way or no way. Hey, Are you listening? I mean, I was talking, I mean, do you see how aggressive he gets when he says stuff like that? I mean, I, that might be for you, but that's not my cup of tea. You know what they're doing? That's right. And they want you to get on the same level with them and think, he really is hurting the same. Paul wasn't hurting him, Silversmith. No, right. Paul. He wasn't hurting them. He was hurting their business by preaching against their God. Right. But if you'll notice, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. They weren't nearly as upset for God, for, for Paul calling out their little G goddess God as they were digging into his there on that. Right. They put themselves even above their own God. Yeah. Yeah. They mentioned themselves before they mentioned I am. Come on, somebody. Man. It's that I syndrome. When they start digging into, well, I think this, and I think that, and I, I mean, I, I, snake, snake, run. It's a snake. You ever seen a grown man get up and kick it like a stinking thoroughbred horse? Because I promise you, you will if I run up on a big snake. I'm going to get a gun. And I'm coming back. I'm going to kill every last one I see. I don't care if they're black, red, green, brown, spotted, copperhead, rattlesnake, cottonmouth, venomous, non-venomous, gardener snake, ground snake, water snake, they all a dead snake. I see it. And my papa wouldn't agree with that statement. I don't bother them black snakes. They'll eat copperheads. I hope they do, but they ain't doing it in my yard. I'm killing them, and then I'm going to kill a copperheads. Are you listening to me? You better be careful of snakes. I got to hurry. I ain't getting nowhere, really. Conjured up violence. The Bible said he promoted them to wrath in verse 28. Somebody that would rather see you ticked off at the church or the preacher, or the message, as they would you weeping or rejoicing. That's right. Wow. If they would rather sit at the dinner table and enjoy your conversation when you're ticked off as they would when you're crying and thanking God for convicting you. Amen. You know people that embrace when you... I just don't know about that down there. And they they suck themselves into your conversation and they want to ignite more fire. 
because they see some negativity maybe in you or some downfall or some let down with you and your church or your preacher or your God or what have you. And they, they glue to you and they start throwing gas on your fire. You know what a real saint would do? My brother Shevin, I know you're upset, but you know that's right. Brother I know that Brother Josh seemed like he got a little rough with you, but you know you right. But when they fuel that, yeah, I don't know about all that junk either. He's but on. I'm telling you. Amen. Are you listening? I'm telling you tonight. I'm telling you. Those people at your work, when you tell them what's preached on them, and all they want to do is start, I, I wouldn't put up with that for one. Are you listening? Anybody just walk around, walk around and say, okay, snakes, wherever you are, come by me. Quit sticking your arm out at work. Quit sticking your arm and your leg out at the dinner table. Somebody needs to stand up and say, hey, he's preaching that book and keep your mouth shut. Amen. When he goes contrary to that book, I'll say something to him. But even then, ain't your place to talk about preaching. Amen. Right. Oh, I'm on on this right now. That's right. That's true. You're running good. <laughs> Snakes. How you going to identify them? How you going to feed them? I ain't got time to get up through all of it today. But it causes that violence and creating confusion. Look at verse 29. I, I guess I'll close here. Verse 29, the Bible said, in the whole city, was filled with what? Mm. And having caught Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel, they rushed with one accord into, into the theater. The whole city was filled with confusion. May I say a religious snake will thrive when he or she sees the seed of confusion being sown in your heart. Can I say this, that when they approach this and fuel this confusion or create this confusion, can I tell you exactly what they're doing? They are sowing, and nobody preaching on this no more, sowing discord among the brethren. You know how dangerous sowing discord among the brethren is to a church? Yeah. It is exactly right. That's how dangerous it is. It will drive and up and kill a church almost instantly if allowed to continue. Amen. There's very specific Bible instructions on how to deal with men who sow discord in the church. Right. First steps I'm going to go to them and say, hey, what you're doing has to stop. You need to repent of your sin and get right with God and quit sowing discord or I'll take the next step. That don't that continues, that don't stop, they have no hard repentance. I go to them probably with whom they've sown discord with and maybe one other source as a witness. This has to stop. You need to repent your sin. By the way, you may not say or promote discord and listen to God or say gossip. 
But if you sit back and listen to it, you're just as guilty. You're right. You listen? Amen. Go to them, try to put a stop to it. If that don't work, it will be brought before the church. You're right. And if they're still not repentance, and they're still no change of heart, it is my obligation, not because I'm a dictator, not because I'm a judge, not because I'm the ruler and this is the cult, but it is my responsibility to, to protect this flock. And if they will not stop creating the ruckus that's on this court, they will not be allowed to come to church here. That's Bible. Wow. Are you listening? Is it at their expense? More so at our expense. Because if I let the snakes slither, it's a matter of time before one of y'all get bit. That's right. That's all me. You think that's a wow? That's a. I mean, young preachers especially, they they imagine these opportunities as a, as an opportunity to flex. No, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's right. Something I hope I never have to do, but more than likely I'm going to have to do. Can I say tonight uh, that this matter of religious snakes, uh, they come to soul confusion and discord among the brethren. I'll give you these verses and I'll be done. Proverbs 6, most of you all know this, 16. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. Now, listen to what I'm saying. God hates these things and they're an abomination. A proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift and running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. Yep. Romans 16, 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. Right. I hope y'all got that. I know. I know this is pastoral preaching, but that's what you come to church for, wasn't it? He said in Romans 16, 17, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. Who weren't, that's what they were doing to Paul. That's why there's so much confusion. Guess what they were attacking about Paul? What his personality? It wasn't attacking Paul's personality. It wasn't attacking Paul's interests. Can you believe that? I mean, Paul gets on the boat every now and goes fishing with Peter. Shut up, but worry about what Paul does. But that ain't what he's talking about. You know what they had to say? You heard what Paul's been preaching? It was doctrine. You know what the Bible says they ought to do with men like that? Those who sow division and discord, it's contrary to the doctrine and avoid them. Are you listening? Now, I know people don't like this. And if I was to go to the, the big church down the road and preach like this on Sunday morning, they'd hang me out back somewhere. They would. I'd be on the, I'd be on the news tonight. For being a bigot and a hate monger. But that's Bible. Amen. Right. If you do it with the right heart, it ain't something you're going to be proud to do. Man. Right. We've got church one the other day. People talk like that and they're snakes too. Yeah. Right. They're no better than the ones causing the trouble. When they embrace having to do it. I don't want to embrace it. Right. But I will do it. If necessary. Amen. Listen. 
Some things are up for debate. That book ain't one of them. That book ain't one of them. Mark them. It's called divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrines you've learned. I'm going to say one thing here and I'll be done. Brother Christian, you want to go ahead and cut me care. It's a matter of sowing discord. It's not always a conversation at the dinner table among friends or family. It's not always a private message or text. Or you realize that you can sow division in a church service by the way you respond to the doctrine? Yes, sir. Are you listening to me? I've been preaching. And I've literally seen church members, not visitors, church members go. Yeah. Mm. Know what you've done, sir, or man? Yes, sir. You're saying this cool. You know what you've said without saying? Oh, whatever. I don't believe that. He's crazy. Some people get mad. Y'all's here. People got mad and walk out. What I have to do, I have to address it because it's so discord. Yep. Right. Amen. They openly said whatever he's saying is not true. Right. I don't agree with that. It can't be true. And they public example of themselves, so I publicly confronted them. Because I'm a jerk, no, because I'm a pastor. And I Man. put snakes in the sanctuary to bite, to bite the sheep of God's flock. So I let them know. And more than once, y'all all think in the same situation, but this happened more than once. And I've let every one of them, I have people get up and get ticked off and march at the whole family. Because I even got up and testified one time. Because she should have kept silent in the church. Yeah. Got up, I mean a whole row of them. Huh. I mean that one old voice, he got up here and like a big blowing horse. And I said, y'all want to walk out over my wife bragging on the goodness of God? Good riddance. I said, but here's what I'm going to say to the rest. Is anybody else in here that don't agree with her standing up in the right spirit and meekness, not taking over service, not interrupting? It was decent. If you don't like it, get up and follow them out the door because I don't want that in this place no Amen. You just think you're somebody. No, I do think I'm the pastor, though. And I do think I have a job to do. And I'm trying to keep you from getting snake bit. And see them suckers. God starts shaking the bush and just start piling out. Piling out, piling up. If you're not careful, you're going to try to pet some snakes. Befriend some snakes when you ought to be avoiding some snakes. Right. Yes, sir. I don't want to burn a bridge for nobody if they can't come back and get right with God. And so I'll, I'll remain cordial and friendly. And I'll do my part to be like Jesus. Even Jesus kissed Judas and called him friend. Yeah. So I'll do my part to do that. But Brother John, that's as far as I'm going. Because if they're not real, they're not saints and they're snakes, I don't want to welcome them into this church. Right. Amen. Now if they're willing, if they come in looking for Jesus, come right on. If they're coming in to stir up a bunch of stuff, like Demetrius did, and confuse everybody, like Demetrius did, and worry everybody, like Demetrius did, run down the preacher, like Demetrius did. By the way, don't forget now, he was religious. 
Don't let that slip past you. He was a G, a little G, godly man. He had a God. Just like they did. But it wasn't the God of the Bible. He's a religious